Hi, everybody, and welcome back. It's Krista Living Sober, and we're here for my next episode. Enjoy. Welcome back. It's Krista Living Sober. And today I have a special guest, Autumn. And even though she's not in recovery, she's coming on today to talk about how she changed her life, finding her faith in a power greater than herself. So welcome, Autumn. Hey. How are you? Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I'm Autumn. I just had my 34th birthday on Wednesday. Um, Happy birthday. Thank like you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm getting a little older now, but I did have a massage and a facial that my husband got for me for Christmas. So I did get to use that this week. I just, I feel good today. Like I just feel good. And it's not just today. It's these past few years. Today, you know, I'm, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Um, these are things that I always wanted in my life. I, you know, I prayed and I prayed and even though I didn't know really where they were going because I didn't have any spiritual direction. It's been a struggle to get here, but you know, by the grace of God and a whole lot of trial and error, I am grateful that God has heard my deepest desires and has gotten me to the point that I am at now. So here's my story. And because I have ADD, I kind of go like all over the place. So if I sound reading it's because I am, but I will be open to any questions that you have and whatever your podcast leads us to we'll talk about all right sounds awesome there were three things that I struggled with my whole life and they were confidence an empty heart due to the lack of a father and I guess just really confidence 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 it was just you know I can double it up there I said were because there are things in my life that have taken a turn for the absolute best these past few years. Um, and I believe that it can happen for all of us, but we have to find our purpose in life. Um, isn't that what we're all searching for at the end of the day? Just our yeah. purpose, why we're here, what we're supposed to do, where we're going next. You see, like the world it wants us to believe that we can be confident. Um, sure, we can be strong, we can be skinny, we can wear makeup to cover up our imperfections, you know, it's all the outward appearance things, we can make great money, we can feel secure within our within our environment, you know, our friendships, they are going to be rooting for us, hopefully we have good families also rooting for us, we have supportive parents most of the time, um, for me, you know, what happened when I couldn't buy anything? Am I still happy? Uh, you just want more and more. Like nothing is ever going to fulfill you. Um, what about when the car breaks down and your bank account's running low or you just feel completely drained? What about when we feel replaceable at work because our boss makes us feel worthless? Like when we ask for a day off because we just need it once in a while. What about when we're sick and we're feeling gross? We haven't showered in a day or two because we're just not feeling not feeling up for it do we still feel beautiful I'm speaking from experience here but I'm sure I can speak for most of us when I say that confidence levels are way down mm-hmm. especially during those times teenager years and like just finding yourself totally and honestly like I'm a mom now and my confidence was shot because I just kind of gave everything to her I yeah. I tried to you know get her from an early age she's only five now but I tried to get her always to like feel secure within herself but for me like my confidence the truest confidence came when I was 30 and that's when I finally came to Christ Um, I am a Christian now because we're not created to be perfect and we make mistakes I cannot say that I never have days of doubt but the good days should outweigh the bad days significantly when you're walking with Christ because his goal for you is for you to live your life meaningfully purposefully joyfully and eternally Um, our world has unfortunately created ways of making us feel less than all of this greatness and it's sad Um, I know for me, I was able to have my mom home all the, if I was able to have my mom home all the time, and if, um, I was able to have my father in my life, I think I would have dealt with less insecurities still, they would be present, but I feel like that structure would have been better for me to overcome a lot of those. Um, I grew up in Massachusetts. I went to public school. 
you know, I was there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I have a younger sister and we were both raised by our mom, solely just a single mother. She never dated. There was never like a potential for a male influence in our lives. But I do commend my mom for putting her life to the side um, in order to be the best supportive mother that she could. be, And she did an excellent job, um, although I presented a lot of challenges. Um, it happens. <laughs> yep. I definitely was a bit of a tomboy. I clicked more with the guy friends. Um, by sixth grade, I started gaining a lot of weight and lost all my friends that I had in elementary school to now new middle school cliques. Um, I finally got some friends and it was what I needed at that point in my life. Um, but middle school was incredibly hard and it still is, especially more for the younger generations today. Oh, yeah. And add this pandemic, this awful pandemic into the, it's just, it's. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I had a steady weight gain until a dramatic weight loss of about 80 pounds around my senior year of high school. Um, And this is kind of where things started to turn for me because I was now getting a lot of attention and what teenage girl doesn't like attention. Right. (laughs) Um, Well, all of this attention resulted into a lot of soul draining because for so many years I was aware that I was chasing the affection that I lacked from having no father present in my life. But moving on, I maintained pretty lengthy relationships. And of course, each one I thought was I was going to marry until I finally decided that they just weren't what I was you know, wanting to settle down for. And then we broke up. As far as the drugs in my life, I had always smoked weed about 13 is when I started smoking like regularly every day. It almost became like a mission every day. Um, Who can I flirt with, get some weed, like just, you know, all day, every day. It was like this never ending cycle. And then finally, when I got a little bit older, I think about 18, I got introduced to more, which now was like Coke and ecstasy. And I was just like, wow, these are great. Looking back, I'm amazed how much fun I thought I got from these. But it was all just reckless behavior that kept steering me in directions, dangerous situations. And despite my natural strength, um, there were a lot of times that I was not able to defend myself. And it's all because I just I got myself into a sticky situation and I couldn't get out of it. So do you think you had a problem with drugs or drinking or anything or like it kind of wasn't? addiction for you it was more like experimental yeah it was definitely like wow these are fun I liked that I thought it was kind of like giving me confidence but it was it was that it was keeping me skinny because I was just like not eating yeah it was I was never like so skinny where I was like worried about it I mean I've always been like a little heavier and that's fine I just I liked feeling carefree like unstoppable it's just like I mean these are all uppers so I was just like on cloud nine all the time like foggy headed not giving a Mm -hmm. care in the world about what anybody thought did I just was like living life right that was your escape yep Mm -hmm. it definitely was and you know I look back now and I thank god uh, for protecting me, even though I had no relationship with yet Mm -hmm. (laughs) with the help of those drugs I definitely maintained um, a smaller frame like I said I thought it was like continuing on with this whole confidence thing that I had gotten Um, I was dancing at parties I wasn't in the corner anymore with my black hoodie on like no hood up I wasn't that shady kid anymore Um, I was flirtatious I liked the party scene I I really thought like wow this is like what I've been waiting so long to get in my life I'm just like stepping completely out of my shell But seeing myself now, I realized how like really, really lost I was. And I kept digging deeper and deeper into the darkness. Um, Because like you see like Satan, he has a way of glorifying the negative things to make them look like it's a positive light in your life. But we would never consciously walk into the darkness because it's a scary place. So it has to seem fun. It has to seem tantalizing, exciting. And then after you've crawled yourself into that rabbit hole, it takes a lot of waking up and so much effort and work to get yourself out. Through all of this, you know, all these parties and all that I did, I maintained a few jobs. I went to trade school after I graduated high school. I was going to work. It was never an issue for me, you know, other than waking up early, which I still don't like to do. So Uh, at that time, your life 
didn't really become unmanageable. You were just functioning and were you still using or drinking or? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I wanted to get my paycheck so that I could go out and do that more that weekend. Right. But then, you know, like you struggle all week. So it's like, you know, that that's kind of part of what I was going to speak about is that. So in this time, I wish that I had known God better because I really needed somebody there and you know my mom she was always working a lot to just support us um it was just like a never-ending cycle of not having money during the week why I was exhausting myself at work just to support partying on the weekend it just you know it all seems so silly to me now but thank God for waking me up still took some time from where I'm at in this story but Mm-hmm. I'm here now. So you were still functioning, working, like, is, are you still, like, after um, high school? I went to, um, I went to massage school. I did that for a little bit. During that time, I was still dating somebody, but they were kind of, like, controlling. See, like, they were, like, Egyptian, so mm-hmm. it was just, like, a little controlling. And I just kind of felt, like, as a woman, mm-hmm. I feel, I felt, like, inferior to him, and I didn't like that feeling. I never had like a strong dominant male in my life so that I like ever had to have that feeling. It was always just like women, women, women in my, in my life. So it was just uncomfortable. And we eventually ended that. Um, And, you know, it probably wasn't long before I was on to the next person. Mm -hmm. Cause I just, I always wanted to have like a boyfriend in my life because my ultimate goal, like I said, at the beginning was, to get married and have kids like that's what I've always wanted that has been always my dream my deepest desire and um right and I feel like some some of us who don't like have the dad figure the birth dad figure or that male figure in our lives then we Mm -hmm. tend to be more codependent I think and it's just like you want to fill that gap with like a guy in your life and it's just so hard to like be single you know yep well when I was 21 I think it was 20 or 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister and I, we had an opportunity from my grandfather, which is my dad's dad, um, to go see my dad for the first time. So my mom was comfortable with it. We took a plane ride out to Texas and then we drove like 800 miles in the back of like a small pickup truck to go up to Colorado to visit my dad. So I was super fine the whole ride and then we were like two miles from him we were working our way up the mountain because he just like lives in isolation and I jump out nervous as heck and my feet get all muddy because he's like up there you know living the mountain life and you know so I met my dad and it was it was cool but because of all the stories I heard growing up I was I wasn't scared of him. I was scared of the experience. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he going to think of me? You know, all these yeah. insecurities started surfacing. And mm-hmm. like, I wanted him to just know what he left behind, you know? Yeah. No, I totally so, I can relate to that with my birth mother. Yeah. I've only visited with her probably like a few times since being 18. Um, and since being younger and it's just like so awkward like every time I mean I don't have hate for her today I love her I forgave her but mm-hmm. I get that it's, it's well, scary but- and then I never met my birth dad so I don't I couldn't imagine how that would go well and for me I truly feel that the key to happiness is forgiveness and oh, it's yeah. the hardest thing but I was only able to stay up there for like less than 24 hours due to the altitude. I didn't even know that I got altitude sickness, but I did. And I also feel like that was a God moment in my life because he was, I feel like now he was kind of trying to tell me like, if you stay any longer, it's going to get sour. So just enjoy this while it's nice and let's get you out of here. But at the same time, I was just like so grateful to have that time with him because after that, I literally felt the void was full I was like wow my mom she knew it wasn't that she never wanted to date she knew that if my father had stayed in my life our lives would have been significantly harder and they were already hard but my mom she's just like the best mom she knew 
so it was nice to meet my dad. Um, it was nice for my sister to be doing it with me because we're really close in age. I, it definitely, I think, hit me in a different way than it hit my sister. I'm just glad that we got to experience it together. And what I took from that, I have brought with me into the life that I have now. Um, because from my daughter, she has her dad present in her life. And it 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 works for us. It's it's truly like God's plan. And um, I hope that anybody out there who can relate to my story finds somebody special to share a family with. Um, because I think it is the ultimate goal to have two parents. And no matter if it's a mom and a dad or an aunt and an uncle or a grandparent or a foster family or an adoptive, no matter what it is, we need to have a male and a female influence in our life Mm -hmm. to, to make us feel confident and secure within ourselves. And it's, it's my belief. I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that there's others that might disagree, especially in the world that we are today. Mm -hmm. Um, And some people are single, single moms, single parents, and that's hard, but And we got to do what we got to do. If it happens, we have no control over who's going to pass in our lives. We don't know who's going to die. We don't know when this only God knows. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you do. You just have to, you have to pull yourself together and and do something that you didn't think that you were capable of doing. Putting your life on the side for the sake of your kids. And that's a strong parent, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I guess the question now is kind of like, where, where I'm at is how did I come to God? Yeah. Um, well, I grew up in a Catholic church until my confirmation year when my mom asked me if I wanted to be confirmed and that it would take effort on my end to accomplish that. And that's why I declined. I fell away from church completely. And to be honest, I never really felt welcomed there. It was too quiet for me. I had ADD, ADHD, And I just like wanted to jump all around. I wanted to be loud. I wanted to just speak out of turn. Like, and I just always got like the snarky looks or the comments or the whispers. And I just, I didn't feel welcomed there. Fast forward to the age of 24. I'm now working north of Boston. And there was a local Christian sober sober living booth outside of my work that day. And of course, like my eyes were always wandering and I saw a cute boy. So... (laughs) I introduced myself and he came into my work like probably every 20 minutes just for any excuse that he could think of. Can I get some water? Um, How are you? It's not busy right now. And I was just like, okay. So we finally exchanged phone numbers and he said he didn't have a phone because of the program rules, but that he could call me from the house phone to let me know where they would be next time. So I decided to meet up with him on my days off and we would hang out. I know it was not accepted by the facility, but, um, you know, he bent the rules. And, of course, I was aware. So if they were to come around when he was there, I could kind of, like, wander off and, you know, just be, like, on stealth mode. (laughs) One day, he just kind of told me that he was going to leave the program, that he felt like it was holding him back, that the place let him have no freedom. We had gotten pretty serious by this point, so we knew each other fairly well, and the feelings were definitely there. If you don't um, mind me asking, what uh, was his drug of choice or what was he in there for? It was heroin. Okay. Yep. So after he left the program, which they did not want him to do. How long uh, was he there? I think he was there for nine months. Okay. He was there long enough where he was okay to start yeah. going out into the field and like the donation booths and all that kind of stuff. That's how I met him with the donation booth. Right. So he moved into a homeless shelter which was closer to my mom's. So that was kind of good. And now I knew like where he was all the time. We were able to see each other more often. He had been sober for a good amount of days, even still in that program, the new homeless shelter. And he seemed like a decent person. I think I've always had a pretty good judge of character. My mom knew about him and offered that he would come live with us until he got a job so he could support himself better. I realized today like how much my mom loved me to have this stranger who was older than me to move in. And he was the only guy and he was, you know, he was physically strong looking. She was kind of really putting all of us into a vulnerable position, but she trusted me. So one day I get home from work and 
he is in like I think he was on my couch needle in hand I can't remember if his eyes were closed or not but I remember like that stunned factor of you just relapsed in my mom's house and I was like this can't be tolerated (laughs) and um, you know it's disrespectful to my mom she let you come here we're not paying anything to like live here so I was like this can't happen again and he he made me feel secure enough that he felt bad that he had relapsed and I was like okay I'm not going to put any more guilt on you you know you know where I stand on this it can't happen again so we went on for a little while and we were fine I think he had he had gotten a job at that point he was painting he was making decent enough money that we decided to go get him a car so he upgraded from that car and we ended up walking out with a truck that day. So I had to sign on because I had the longer job, more paychecks to, you know, prove the income. And so I'm the primary owner now of like a $30,000 truck. And then to tack more on, we decide, oh, this dog needs a new home. Let's bring him into my mom's house. My mom wasn't too happy with that. So she told us, all right, well, if you want to keep the dog, you guys are going to have to move out. And we were like, all right. And I had moved out before, but it was all just temporary. Now we're like really officially moving out and not just like down the street, like 45 minutes away. So you found uh, a place first. She didn't yep. like kick you out. Like, okay. Yeah. She didn't kick us out, but mm-hmm. like the moving out was yeah. like, it was like right, abrupt. Like, get on this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. you want to keep the dog I already have a dog and you know so it was the pressure was on and we moved out the day that we moved in he lost his job oh, no. uh, and I should have realized like how bad he was kind of falling back into his lifestyle mm-hmm. but I didn't really see it I guess yeah he was or hiding was it from you like, super smelling it yeah yeah mm-hmm. um and I was busy with work you know it was like mm-hmm. now a six-hour commute for me because we lived the southern part of Massachusetts and I worked in Boston so the smartest way to do that was you know driving to the T then taking the T in so it was a six hour each day commute it was not fun at all and I'm like I can't quit because we're living off of my paycheck now and now I have this truck and this dog and this apartment and our bills like adulthood just like slammed me in the face Um, there's a lot of pressure on you too though Absolutely. And so while I'm working, he's out supposedly looking for a job, but I later find out that he was just finding local dealers um, and digging himself deeper and deeper into his drug addiction. At this point, we're fighting all the time. Finally, the day came when he punched me right in my face. And I do not play around with that kind of stuff. You know, like I should have seen when he was yelling in my face, I should have I should have been able to like see all the signals that led up to this moment. And now I do, but that's years Mm -hmm. later. But I think at the end of the day, he was just full blown back into his addiction because he had lost that confidence in himself and then losing the job that didn't help. And now like who wants, what kind of man wants his wife or or girlfriend supporting them? Like it doesn't make them feel like a man. He hit me. Yep. The next day I got a restraining order. He gets served. The police escort him to get his stuff. And now I'm out 30,000 on a truck that he drove off with. And I'm also out a dog. He took the dog. dog. Yep. And now I'm, I have like all this other debt. I'm behind on my rent. On top of that, the only way of getting to work, which was my car, it needed new brakes. It needed an oil change. It's just like, just like down, 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 down. Up. Yeah. Yep. Of course. That's what happens. One thing after the other. Yep. So now I'm just living like so broke. My landlord hates me. He lives on the first floor. I can't avoid him. So I see him all the time. And it's a constant reminder of how much I'm failing in life. I finally find a job closer to home. It was about two miles. So I decided I can just walk it, but I worked second shift and it's a pretty busy city. So walking home isn't a good look for a young female late at night, but I was okay. And I'm just kind of at that point now in my life, even though I'm still not close to God, I was just like, Everybody is always aware of God. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's on the dollar bill. It was, yeah. we always learned about in our generation growing up in school. Mm-hmm. It was always God. So I'm like, okay, God, if you're real, I could use some help here. But in, it was at that moment 
that things started turning around in my life. And I felt like he did hear me and felt like I was ready to start making adjustments in my life. Not that I really wanted to start getting close to him, nor that I was ready to like accept help. But if he was real, he was going to do it. And I just put that thought in my head. So let me tell you how real he was, because my story really changes now. Um, So now I'm 26. You know, I'm still struggling three years deep into this dramatic lifestyle. I'm still behind on all my bills. Everything is still the same. Uh, But I'm finally living alone and I'm feeling safe. I have a couple roommates come and go, one of which ended up being a meth addict. Um, Mm -hmm. So when he got arrested, I, you know, changed out his whole room, tried to get it ready, found like all this paraphernalia. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, I didn't like how blind am I? How freaking blind am I to not see all of this stuff around me? But at the same time, like I've got my own stuff going Mm -hmm. on. And I just kind of expected him to move in and pay rent and it wasn't happening. Well, that's also the disease of addiction, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's so easy once addicts are in that state to be able to hide it from people and people have no idea, you know, and it's just, it's crazy. It really is. And like, you know, those are, I have the people in my life that are in my past life that I just Mm -hmm. pray for now. Right. And unfortunately, some of them have have overdosed themselves into a death and I just pray for their families now it's just you know it's sad and it's a never-ending cycle and I just I hope that everybody knows that you can come out of it you can it's it's an adjustment it's work but you're doing the work to support your habit so just do the work to get yourself better you know Mm -hmm. and it is possible but for me I just believe that everything is possible through Christ that's just where I'm at So the man that I pulled up next to on a Friday night at Dunkin' Donuts Mm -hmm. is the man that I am married to today. And we share a daughter together. I had... That worked out. It's like when you least expect it, God provides, right? I did not expect this to come because it was a Friday night. I had a female roommate at the time. And she was like, can you just bring me my charger, please? And I was just like, dude, like you've been aggravating me for like the past two weeks. You haven't paid me rent in over two months. I was like, I just don't want to do anything to help you right now. But I was just like, I'm sleeping. I'm going to look like crap, but I will come bring you your freaking charger. Right. So I go and I bring her charger. I pull up next to this truck. And like at this point, I was kind of like feeling myself. So I just like stuck my hand right in his car door window and I was like, hey, I'm Autumn. And that's like how our relationship started. So I always kind of joke at him because it's just, it is funny. (laughs) It was so random. We moved to Rhode Island about a year and a half later. We moved to Rhode Island because my mom wanted to be closer to my daughter. Um, She also went to downsize. She didn't need her big house anymore. And... It's so just did her. she move to Rhode Island too? Yeah, so she, she got us a duplex house. We live on one side. She still lives on the other side. Um, my daughter is super close with her, which is amazing because mm-hmm. I never had that relationship with my grandma. And life is just, it's good in Rhode Island. But yeah, it, took us, <laughs> it took us time to even get to where we are now because for the first few years that we lived here, We've lived here for this year will be six years. So the first couple of years, you know, we still, we weren't going to church. We were like, who's God? What's that? But because he owns a construction business, I wanted to get his name out in this new community. So I noticed that the church near us, um, they were putting an addition onto their church. And I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to reach out to them and see if they need a hand. And They got back to me and said, we would love that. And I said, well, we're very local, you know, Mm -hmm. he can put in some hours after his day job and just help out. He's very skilled. So one thing kind of led to another and he just got a little close to these guys and they were all super cool down to earth, like very real. Like they, they know that they're not perfect. Um, And so one day he was like, I just kind of feel like obligated to go to the church. Like, and I was like, all right, well, I'll come with you. Not really thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. Well, the first time that we went to church together, Mm -hmm. it was um, this lady speaking who's 
now actually one of the elders of our church. She's an amazing person, but her testimony that day and her story that day, it was all focused on how the man is the man of the household and how the woman should, you know, submit to her husband. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking like, lady, (laughs) my mom was my mom and my dad. I do not believe in anything that you're speaking of right now, but you know what? I can't fault her because she just lives her life by the Bible. And let me tell you, this woman is full of joy, full of joy. She loves her life. And so I was like, you know what? I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'll come to another service. So my husband, well, my boyfriend at the time, we're married now. We decided to go back. And the next time we went in, I was just like, this is unbelievable. I was never like an emotional person. I didn't cry a lot. Um, But I was in like full-blown tears just during the worship part. It was just the songs. I didn't even get to the message yet. So is that kind of your spiritual awakening moment? Like when you joined the church and then started like accepting it. Yeah. So the feeling that I got was like an internal goosebump. It literally felt like goosebumps, but like on the inside of my body. And so I finally asked the pastor one day and I was like, let me be real with you. I am in my twenties. I do not believe in God believe in like this concept of a god I was like um I don't really fit in here but let me tell you that I feel different coming to this church and he was like well what do you feel like and I was like I have like internal goosebumps and I'm getting emotional and this is not me and he was like you know what that is right and I was like no (laughs) he's like that's the holy spirit and I was like wow And I was like, well, I'm not sure that I like this feeling. It's weird for me, but I don't feel bad. It's not like scary. It's, it's awakening kind of. Yeah. Spiritual. So we, yeah, we kept going to church and it was just one person after another greeted us with just so much love in their hearts. They were so kind. They always admitted their own faults. They knew that we were new to church and they wanted to make us feel welcomed I didn't really understand the difference between having um, like religious habits versus having a relationship with God Mm -hmm. and the relationship with God is what keeps people around. So I started to develop that. I discovered that I could just talk to him like I'm talking to you right now. And I could be, you know, I could be on the toilet in my most vulnerable state. I could be sick I could be crying I could be angry I could feel any type of emotion and he's just going to accept me how I am um so I try to you know constantly thank him and and praise him and he's what I need to keep moving forward in my life so that's why we are at where we are today we're we're really we're having a great marriage we are great parents we have a lot of support from our community I definitely, definitely had a spiritual awakening in my church. And that's what keeps me around. The ladies and everybody that goes there, they're all a lot older than me. But I feel like they're just friends, you know? We do we do Bible studies on Saturday night. Like, yeah. I never saw that one coming. <laughs> I never right. saw, like, a women's study on Tuesday mornings, bright and early. Like, that's um, awesome. Yeah. It is. It really is. And couple years after going to the church pretty regularly um an an opening for a potential food pantry came my way and I was like I guess I'll do it and at that point I really needed that I didn't know that until I started it but just like being a stay-at-home mom I was just getting so depressed I was like I just felt like a constant failure and I could feel myself even though I had that spiritual awakening, I could feel myself like declining now. And I just, I, yeah, I just felt like a failure and like, I was never good enough. I wanted to just like sleep all day and be super lazy. And so God was like, you need this. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to trust your lead. So now I run a food pantry and my husband is the deacon of our church. And it's just, it's so crazy. Life is just Mm -hmm you don't know what's coming next for you and it could be bad. It could be good. Um, I just believe like if you are doing 
what the Lord wants you to do, Mm -hmm. you will not fail. And he won't give you so much. So to make you feel like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. You just have to trust him. I kind of feel like with coming to Christ, it feels from what I've experienced through others. Cause I wouldn't consider myself an addict ever. Yeah, but it just but. goes to show that no matter who you are in the world, like we all have issues. We all have stories. We all go through similar situations and it doesn't have to, like, you don't have to be addicted to drugs. You know, you can have so many different addictions so many different like issues mental problems whatever Mm -hmm. it may be and like and you are affected by addiction somehow and I feel like it's it's gonna be in life no matter what like if you're affected if you use if you see it you know what I mean and it just comes to show you that you can change your life when you give it over to God when you find a greater purpose and a greater higher power that can like you know give you such a new life and I live by God too. Like, it's just unbelievable. Like some days you're just like, I can't handle it today. And on those days, I'm just like, can you just take this from me? Because I don't know what to do with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to think, how to feel, anything to do. Like, you know it, you just do it. (laughs) Just do it for me or or give me some insight onto how to do it. But like, Mm -hmm. even the first few years that we, you know, like after we got baptized, we're now like born again, or like the new term is saved Christians. I mean, we, we started to really go through the ringer. And I kind of look at it now as similar to like an addict where you have to go to like that breakdown process to build yourself back up new. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for an addict, it's, you know, finding new friendships, but like finishing off the old ones to get that old lifestyle out of your system um so now we're kind of in like this building up process in our relationship and in our faith together because we're still not married at this point and technically we have a child together we're living together we are living in sin so you know it's not like we're making him happy but he's still like wanting to improve our lives Mm -hmm. which I was just like wow like why me? Like, I never thought like, I am just like this special person who deserves any of your love. But he's just like, but I created you. You are special. And I'm going to show you what your purpose is in life. And all that confidence that you've been chasing your whole life through all these different people, you're finally going to figure out is within you. And it was never gone. It's just like, laying dormant in you and you have to open up that door I love that so you had an aha moment and like yes I feel like when I finally accepted and understood that I was a child of God and I didn't need like the mom the dad the whatever you know what I mean and I could find that in the father in God like I was like wow like I'm not alone but forever that was like my thought my feelings and why I used Mm -hmm. the abandonment you know the all of that We have to find our self-worth. Yeah. And it's hard in the world that we live in now. You know. Like, you don't need to be skinny. You don't need to be heavy. You do need to feel good in yourself. but You need to love yourself. But I feel like the ultimate affection for yourself Mm -hmm. didn't come from me until I welcomed Christ into my life Mm -hmm. fully. It's amazing because I look back and I'm like, he was always there for us. Like when we were just so oblivious to it. He was protecting his us. name, but yeah, yeah, forever a child of God, even when we didn't see it. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like how I'm raising my daughter now. And I mean, she goes to like the kids church on Sundays and it's just like who she wants in her birthday party to go bowling is like church people, like these older ladies and she just loves Aww. them and they love her and I mean, they just, they give her things because they know that's what kids want. They want tangible gifts. Mm -hmm. So one lady brings her socks, Uh like just new socks every now and then. And they're too big for her. And she loves wearing them. Mm -hmm. And like the the sole part is like midway up her calf. It's so freaking (laughs) cute. But she just loves these people. And I'm just like, like I sit down and we do homeschool. Mm -hmm. And um, at the end of our homeschool day, we're now doing this thing of reading two chapters out of the Bible because I did not understand the Bible at all. I just, I can't focus. I've always been like that all through school. You tell me to do homework and I'm going to 
skim through it the day that I get into school that we have a quiz on it because I otherwise will not remember what I read. But I made a promise to God. And in return, I asked for him to do something for me. And I said, God, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read the Bible every day during school, five days a week at least. And then, of course, we do the Bible study on Saturday. And I said, in return, I need for you to give me the clarification to understand it. And since I started working on making that active in our day, it has become clearer and clearer to me. So it's just like... You give a little and he'll give even more. Um, It's just, it's work. It's a relationship. Like any other relationship, it's work. You have to call your friends to stay friends because sometimes they're not going to call you. You have to call and you check up on your mom. You have to like, now I'm a wife and a mom and I, I have so much that I'm obligated to. And it's okay if I don't touch base with my friends every day because we'll get around to it. And I feel like everybody is having kids and we all just have our lives. So it's not like, you know, it's not something that I need to proactively work on every day because we all just understand each other. Mm -hmm. And, and if I have those friends who make me feel like I am less than because I'm not reaching out, I'm just kind of at that point in my life where I'm just like, okay. Yeah. It's like, you don't need that. Exactly. Exactly. So I just, I just really want everybody on your podcast, you know, who has been on it, will be on it, listens to it, has heard about it. I just really want everybody to know that like you are so worth it every single day of your life, no matter what state you're in, what place you're living in, how much money you've got in your bank account, like you are worth it. And if you start actively walking in a life with God, he will improve it for you. And that is a promise because I am a living testimony for that. Me too. Um, And it's, it's really, if you want joy in your life, you're not going to find it on your own. You can't buy enough things to make you happy. You can't take enough medicine to take the pain away. God will do miracles in your life. And I do promise that from the deepest part of my heart. Um, I want for everybody to get those inner goosebump feelings because we all deserve it. And you're going to go through the ringer. Everybody I know, like almost instantly after they get baptized, everything starts falling apart. And I promise that is your, the beginning of your building up process. Mm-hmm. Just get through it. It'll be worth it. I promise. And so, yeah, I mean, that's a little bit of my story, but I'm open to any questions you know, that's amazing. You kind of found your own sobriety from a life that was, that became kind of boy obsessed, uncontrollable. And like, yeah, it sounds like you've been through so many different emotions and so many different hard times. And like, for you not to fall in addiction, that was kind of huge because it sounds like you could have from I mean, your roommates or anyone but you had that drive you know you still still live I just I remember like when I was talking about my car and how I was having issues mm-hmm. and how I started having to walk to work well yeah. I remember getting on the phone with my mom and not directly asking her to help me because I know that she could have mm-hmm. but I was kind of just like mom you know like the whole pity thing my car is not working you know I I have to work late I'm gonna have to really like walk down a scary street in the middle of the night and she was kind of just like well autumn everybody has to go through hard times in their life Mm -hmm. and if you don't have to go through hard times you're never going to know what your strength is so she like forced me into going through like a really hard time Mm -hmm. and man like I really benefited from that just her like saying no I'm not going to help you in so many words that pushed me to just really figuring out what my potential is so for anybody who is going through a separation in a relationship with your parents if you're struggling with addiction any kind of addiction or self-worth less like nobody nobody should help you you have to help yourself you can get through it and you can only help yourself yeah yeah because at the end of the day it's like you're the one who has to look in the mirror back at yourself and you need to be proud of the person that you are and for me 
becoming proud of myself, loving myself came with my struggle. Yeah, and it's like so much has to fall apart so you can put it back together. And I know that sounds like crazy, but it's so true because it is build that foundation from Mm -hmm. from scratch and yeah so we're good today where i are (laughs) i really love my life and like do you have um a favorite quote from the bible exodus 15 2 which is um the lord gives me strength and protects me i will praise him Mm -hmm. and he does he gives me strength he protects me And I do praise him in return because God, like, that's all he wants is he, he wants to know that we love him. It's kind of like the gas in his tank to keep going for us. And like, we're not lost causes. Something that we do, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, will fill his tank. And, um, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand with like the love languages, like everybody's got their language of love. And for him, it's just he wants our love. That's it. Um, Quality time with them, giving him love. And that's really like the key to that relationship. And what are you most grateful for in your life today? Oh, my gosh. I am. I mean, so I know gr- there's a lot, but <laughs> I know. But to sum it all up, like I am so grateful for my church. I love my pastor. He is an amazing person. His wife is even more incredible, and my husband. He is an incredible, incredible man. And our relationship to see where it is now and how we've gotten here these past eight years, mm-hmm. it's just like right. I never saw it coming. Um, and then to have our daughter. Everybody just loves her. She really is. She is a light. People use the word light so, so freely, like the word love. Oh, I love that. I love this. Love that. It's not like light is a dedicated person to God. And that is his light that comes on you. It's like when you fall in love and you have like that glow or you're pregnant, you have like your pregnancy glow, Mm -hmm. like it's a light from him and there's no other light. Feel it. You can sense it oh my god it's just so different from the life we had before until you people, get into god like i can't pe- even describe people come into uh the food pantry that i run and they look at me and they're like you just look happy yeah. and i'm like i am happy no, like you do you're let radiating. me tell you how to be happy like cause... i knew you before yeah <laughs> and i, I know you now and it's just a whole 180 like you're you're happy beautiful joyful like everything and, and i have totally none of tell. my friends no, neither do i girl. i have none of my friends but <laughs> I, I have know, my great husband i have yeah, my mom living same. next door and that's at my church down the road and the people who support you the people who love you that's oh, what and, it's all about it, it really is yeah you know we can't we can't prioritize our friends over our family Mm because family that's really where it's at and for me my family is my mom and my sister yeah you know unfortunately the rest of my family you know like they don't reach out you know Mm -hmm. except on like the occasional holiday text and like for me I'm just like a very deep person and it needs I need to have depth in my relationships Mm -hmm. I need to feel like I can and trust you with things that I'm talking to you about and vice versa. Like that's how I connect with people. So to be running this food pantry and being able to connect with people, that's how I know that I'm meant to be here because I've always done like the sales jobs, the customer service jobs. So I've been able to take all of that from my past, which is why I know that it was there for a reason because I'm now bringing it to this job that I'm not getting paid for. But let me tell you, like, I am so you're getting, getting paid in a different way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Giving um, back. And being so those skills that mm-hmm. those skills that I acquired are being used. So even though you might be at a point in your life where you're not serving the Lord or praising him, mm-hmm. he has your path laid out. We have no control over that, but we do have a choice. That's what he gives us is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I finally chose and I just I chose to do something out of my comfort zone and now I am living this amazing life. I'm seriously very blessed. And I'm sincerely happy. And I was actually thinking about it earlier. And I'm like, why, why when you go and party in your younger years, mm-hmm. like, why do you go to the most dangerous places? Right. You go to like cliffs, you go into the woods, dark, and like, why do you do that? Care. 
Why? Nope, nope, not at all. That was the darkness. Uh, that was definitely the dark shit. It was the glorified darkness, uh, like I said earlier, you know? But we had no idea. Nope. Now we do. Yes. We're, we are the uh, true woke. Yes, I agree. Well, I really loved having you on. I loved listening to your story and learning more about you. And I'm so proud Thank of you, you and everything that you've accomplished. And Thank you. Yeah, of course. And um, I mean, if I have another word that I should come back on here and share another part of my life, you know, I would love to do that too. I mean, I've got course. a lot to say about motherhood and yeah, being a stay Yeah, that would be awesome stay-at-home wife and you know kindergarten it's just like it's a lot I have a lot going on right now (laughs) and I'm about to have more because we're going to offer a new program at my food pantry but I mean I would love to come on anytime you need someone of course and I'll definitely keep you on the list thank you so much and you're welcome yeah I'll probably reach out to you anyway about some stuff I love you all right love you guys (laughs) bye thank you have a blessed day you too Thank you. Bye.